0: Well, thank you for your faithfulness to our Sunday night church. And I still have hopes that it'll, the attendance will grow. I know summer is a difficult time or it's a tempting time for people to be doing other things on a Sunday night. But I, I still appreciate this special kind of intimate gathering. And um, and we do record it. And so I know a number of people listen to it on their... Uh, Podcasts are on CDs, and so our shut-ins get to be part of this as well. And what we're doing right now is we're working through uh, prayers of the Bible, trying to improve our prayer life, trying to understand what um, biblical writers pray for, Paul and Peter and John. And so um, last time we talked about the prayers of 1 Thessalonians, which I think, if I recall correctly, is one of the first epistles that Paul wrote. So it's early in his career. And um, now we're going to study 2 Thessalonians and just pick out some prayers from there. There's a few that I could have included that I did not because Paul says we should always thank God for this or we should always thank God for that. And so there are clearly things that he would want to talk to God about that he mentions in 2 Thessalonians that I did not include as specific prayers, but these are the ones that I did. So I think I have three or, f- three or four of them. So the first one, so Second Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul writes, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that his power may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed Prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our Lord, of our God, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we pray that for a reason that that uh, Jesus may be glorified. So <clears throat> this first one here, I noticed three phrases, I think three or four. The first of all, God would make you worthy of his calling. And then that by his power he may bring to fruition or bear fruit is another way to say that maybe two things, your every desire for goodness and your every good deed prompted by faith. And so those are the things that Paul prays for, that we would be worthy of his calling and that by his power he would produce fruit in our lives or bring to fruition Two things, everything that we desire for goodness and every good deed prompted by faith. So um, what do you think the um, worthy of his calling, what does that bring to mind? What is your thinking when you see Paul praying that God would make us worthy of his calling? Can we be worthy of his calling? In what way? What does that mean? What do you think? Thank you. Um, I would think it's uh, that,
1: uh, that our life would reflect the fact that we are called by the name of Christ, that we are a Christian, and our life should reflect that,
0: be worthy of that name. Yeah. I think we get sometimes mixed up with the idea worthy that it's a, like an earned deserving it, and I don't think that's what he's trying to say. For sure, Paul would teach that we're saved by grace anyway. But there's this notion of um, if you are a Christian, it ought to uh, be reflected, like you said, John, in our life. It ought to show. And, and so one of the specific prayers that Paul has is that our lives would show that they would demonstrate the worth of Jesus' calling in our life, that it's, it's so valuable to us that we demonstrate it. Is that a good way to think of it? So, Donna?
2: This came up in youth group, and probably because some of these words are repeated in other of Paul's prayers, but I came up with the idea that it's like the sons and grandsons of the Queen of England. They are her descendants, and no matter where they go, people see them as representing the queen and you better have behavior at least outwardly that is a good representation of the queen you you're her children you can't avoid it and so that we as God's children need to be mindful that we're representing God no matter where we are and what we're doing people see us as God's representatives and we better have the right kind of behavior and attitude that reflects good on our father just like the queen's grandsons need to watch what they do because they reflect on her.
0: It's like a reputation kind of thing that you're saying. Yeah.
2: And it's not that they needed to earn being royal descendants. They were born to it. We don't earn being children of God. We're born to it. But as his children, we need to live a life that reflects him as our father. Hmm.
0: Good. Royce.
1: The question I've got or my thinking is that <clears throat> it's God would make, if our reputation is based on us, it's, he's praying that, that God would do the work in us to, to make it more like Christ in his image.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's God's work, and he's at work in us to complete his work. And notice that the prayer request is that God would make you worthy, not that you would try harder to demonstrate Oh great, I mean you know, I'm gonna polish my shoes better or practice my rhetoric so that I'll make Jesus proud of me. That God would make us worthy, that He would transform our lives to show the world what Jesus is like. Yeah. So that's good. Um, you know, Jesus said, um, live such good lives among the pagans that they may worship your father in hell, or that you know, you're you're supposed to do, let your good deeds show that you're that people will glorify your Father in heaven, right, in the Sermon on the Mount. And so that's a, that's a neat request. And again, it's, um, isn't it amazing that God would use us that way, that he would actually make us worthy of Jesus' name? Remember, the disciples were so pleased that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus' name after they were persecuted. So that's kind of a neat thing, too so that we would demonstrate the worth of Jesus, that God would make us um, able to demonstrate how awesome Jesus is. You've heard it said before, I, I think you've heard stories like that before too, where people would say, you talk like that? I thought you were a Christian. You know. And so the world knows, the world expects us, they understand what our claims should be, sometimes better than we do. I think sometimes the, the claims of the gospel are clear enough That they would say, "How can you be a Christian and still do this?" They they would know, and so um, it's not. Sometimes it seems complicated. It's probably not. It's probably a lot simpler than we think. Okay. The second part of the request is by His power that He would bring fruit or bring to fruition. I, I think that's reminiscent of abide in Jesus and bear fruit, right? And there's two parts of it. First of all, the desire for goodness. What do you think he means by bring to fruit the desire for goodness? What's he getting at?
3: Uh, it reminds me of um, uh, just before Noah started building the ark that everyone's inclination was for evil and violence. So this is um, the opposite of that, your desire for goodness. So mm-hmm. as a new creation, no longer a part of that, Every desire for evil
0: and violence. Good. It's interesting to me that <clears throat> there's two branches here this is f- that he would bear fruit in your desire and in your deeds. Right? He didn't just say I, bear, I pray that you will, that God's power will bring fruit through every good deed that's prompted by faith that you'll do lots of good deeds. I want you to bear fruit in the fact that on the inside you want to be righteous, right? You want to do good things. That you, the, the transformation is inside and outside. It's not just the things we do. It's why we do them. And that our heart would be transformed from an evil desire to a godly desire. <clears throat> what an encouragement, right? Our, our lives are, apart from Christ, our lives are characterized by evil desires. We want to do things that are selfish. And his power bears fruit in our desire set, in our loves. And he makes us hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then also that we could bear fruit in good deeds. Does that make sense? It's kind of straightforward, but it's an interesting prayer, isn't it? I wonder what it would be like for us this week to get up in the morning and pray, God, would you please work in me to make my life worthy of your calling, that somehow this great and wonderful thing that Jesus has done for me would be seen? And by your power, you can do this because you're the one working You have power. Bear fruit in my desires and in my actions, right? In my heart. So that's kind of a neat prayer. Any other comments or thoughts on that? Donna, could I ask you to pray for us through that as an outline? Just pray for us using that same basic content. Thank you.
2: Our Heavenly Father, we do come to you and you ask that because, and if we are your children, because we're your children, that you would make us good representatives, make us worthy to be named as a follower of Christ and a follower of you, that in our life we would live that out. And, Lord, we know that you are all-powerful. Use your power to bring fruit. Use your power to give us the correct desires, and use your power to work in us to bring the fruit that you desire in our lives. Change us, Lord, inside and outside, so that our outside is a reflection of the inside, showing that we are indeed your children.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good. Okay, well, the next prayer that I found was in chapter 2, and it's a little shorter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father. So Paul is talking to, he's, when I see the word may, I'm looking at that as a request. And so may our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. So God loves us. By his grace, he gave us encouragement and good hope. May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. So this is similar to his first prayer, right? It talks about good deeds and words again he says he's asking God to encourage our hearts and to strengthen us in good deed and word. Why the word strengthen? What does that remind you of or make you think of? Why, Why the idea of strengthening us? Thoughts? Good. For me, my
2: internal resolve and my internal desires are often weak. Like I... I um, when I look at good deeds and good words to, to do and say and I'm also tempted with bad words and bad deeds uh, you know it's not it's simple to say they do the good things but it's not always easy I'm weak in my resolve and so um,
0: my heart needs encouragement I need to be strengthened And yeah, we are weak aren't we mm-hmm. and um we do need to pray for strength. And it is, I think there is a parallelism going on here that the encouragement is similar to strengthening, right? That's what strengthens us, is being encouraged. But sometimes we just need to be strong. <sighs> here we go again. Another day. Got a lot of things to do. Am I going to do them for Jesus or am I going to do them for myself or am I not going to do them at all? We could pray, um, encourage our hearts and strengthen us for the day's task. I can can do this. No, wait a minute. I can't do this. God can help me do this. The one who loves me by his grace and gave me eternal encouragement and good hope, right? I have a future forever and ever. May that God, the one who I really who really loves me, the one that is encouraging to me, encourage my heart today and strengthen me in every good deed and word. Okay? Well, who would be willing to lead us in prayer on that one? To just follow those couple of requests. John, thank you.
1: Our Lord, Heavenly Father, you know us, you know our weaknesses. I was reminded today that you remember that we are but dust. You know what we need. We need an encouraging heart. Oh, Lord, we need your encouragement in our heart. We need your strength, oh, Lord, to do the good deeds, oh, Lord, that you want us to do. We need to be encouraged in our heart to use the good words, O oh Lord, that our words would reflect your love, your grace, your truth, O oh Lord. To Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.
0: Well, good. This is valuable to, for us to meditate on these, these prayers and to see what our needs are, even through the eyes of someone as great as the Apostle Paul. So then in chapter 3, moving down, there's a lot of good stuff in Thessalonians for sure. But uh, in chapter 3, he says, As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. So Paul's request here is that the message of the Lord would spread rapidly, quickly, and it would be honored, not dishonored. What a great way to look at our call to share the gospel, right? To share the message that we would pray for one another, that the word would spread fast and it would spread with honor, not dishonor. We don't want to dishonor Jesus, so we want our our, um, speech to be seasoned with salt and to be winsome to the world, not offensive, not confusing. So Paul is asking them to pray for him, That the word would spread fast and it would be honored as it was with them. That's exciting that there were other people that it happened to. And then he goes on and says, And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. And so pray that the message will go fast and be honored, but there's going to be wicked people who don't respond in faith. And so Paul is asking to be delivered from that. And then there's several other verses that amplify all that. You can read those. And then then his third and last part of the prayer is, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. What is Christ's perseverance? What's he talking about? What do you think that means? Marie?
4: I think the um, ultimate um, evidence of Christ's perseverance was that he embraced the cross. He went through with um, his atoning sacrifice. Um, But, (laughs) you know, his whole life um, he persevered with, say, Disciples that even after three years of really smart teaching and example, you know, and uh, so forth, and yet you know he persevered with them. So um, he really exhibited for us what real perseverance is.
0: Anyone else on that? Any other thoughts about it's an interesting combination: God's love and Christ's perseverance. Heard of God's love and Jesus' love, or the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, but this combination directing our hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Any other thoughts about that, or does it remind you of anything else? Marie covered it well, so I bet if anyone has anything, I don't know. It's an interesting, you know, Jesus endured suffering. On our behalf. And so he's an example for us. So not only did Jesus die for us, but his suffering, Peter points this out, is an example for how we should suffer. We shouldn't open our mouths and we should entrust ourselves to God like Jesus entrusted himself to God. And so Peter uses a lot of Jesus' sufferings as illustrations and teaching for how we're supposed to suffer. So that's a pretty neat thing. So again, if I was going to summarize this section of prayer. I had uh, three, I think, the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored. So that was his first request, that they would be delivered from wicked and evil people because not everyone has faith and that God would direct our hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So again, uh, uh, inner, the, you remember the first ones, the encouraging our hearts, strengthening our hearts. God really Paul is praying that we would have hearts that are encouraged by these uh, good works, these good words of Jesus and his work in our life. So the message that may spread rapidly and honored, be honored, delivered from wicked people, and that our hearts would be um, directed towards God's love and Christ's perseverance. Does that make sense? Is there any questions or thoughts about those three? Pat, would you be willing to lead us in prayer through those? I to tell you I wanted to do oh, that. good. Thank you.
4: Loving Father, so blessed to be here in your presence tonight. Thank you for your word, for your teaching. Thank you for the leaders and the pastor of our church, our board members, All those that bring our Sunday school teachers, so many, who bring the word of God to us and to our children. Thank you for them. I pray that you will continue to give them your word, that they will uh, spread your word um, among among us, Father. And I just pray that as we go out into the world, too, that we can be your hands and your heart to other people that we come in contact. Thank you, Father, um, that we can experience your love. We know that as we do these things, that your love will continue with us. And we pray, dear Lord Jesus, that we might have your perseverance in all of this because we know that there are going to be attacks and in the midst of all of this as we give out the gospel to people. And so help us to be on alert of that but not to be afraid that you might give real boldness in this regard. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
0: So that's a good prayer request. Then uh, chapter 3 farther down, I think towards the end of the book, he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. And so I see two requests in here, right? That the Lord would give us peace and that the Lord would be with all of us. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, Have you ever experienced the peace of God like that? God, the the peace that passes understanding, Paul talks about, right? At all times and in every way, and that the Lord would be with all of us. Who would like to uh, pray through those two thoughts for us? Katie, can I impose on you? Thank
3: you. Father God, thank you for um, being willing to give us peace, Lord. Uh, we certainly all know what it feels like to not have peace. We know um, when we're sinning and we are, feel convicted of it. Lord, we know um, what it likes, what it is like to be anxious and, and worried. But often, Lord, that's, that's a sin when we try to be in control of everything, Lord. And we thank you for convicting us of that sin, Lord, we thank you for being so quick to give us peace when we ask for it. Lord, I pray that you would um, help us to see that we need to turn to you, when to turn to you. Lord, I pray that we would feel peace at at all times um, because you love to give us good gifts, Lord, and this is one that you are promising to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.
0: Okay, well, I collected all those specific phrases from 2 Corinthians or 2 Thessalonians here. So the prayer that we would walk worthy of his calling, that we'd bear fruit in our desire for and the work of goodness, right? That we, he would encourage our hearts, that he would give us strength in every good work and deed, that the message of the gospel would spread rapidly with honor, That We'd be delivered from wicked and evil people. um, That our hearts would be directed into God's love and Christ's perseverance. That we would have peace from the Lord of peace and the Lord would be with us all. What a glorious mission, huh? Look at how relational it is. It's all about Jesus being with us and being our friend and our counselor and our guide and our our bridegroom and our shepherd and he's the he's it's all about our relationship with him. It's not a task list per se, right? Very little of it is. There's works and deeds, but they're all flowing out of something. They're not. They're not the cause of relationship. They're not the basis for relationship. They're the fruit of the relationship. And so we want to walk worthy of his calling, bear fruit in the desires of our heart, in the works that we do, that we would be known as goodness. Like Peter says, add to your faith goodness, this moral excellence, just that we would be seen as excellent and that our hearts would be encouraged, that we would have strength, to do the good works and to say the right words and that the message of the gospel would expand throughout the world and that we'd be delivered from wicked and evil people. Our hearts would be directed into God's love and Christ's perseverance. We'd have peace and ultimately the presence of the Lord. So Paul concludes his, his epistle with that prayer that we would, the Lord would be with us all. Isn't that exciting? So it's good stuff. Let me me close in prayer, and we'll be dismissed. Um, Father, thank you for this reminder that our relationship with you is first and perhaps foremost exactly that, a relationship with you. You're not looking for soldiers, though we do serve in your army, so to speak. You're not looking for missionaries alone, though we do seek to be your ambassadors but you are you are making your church great because it's Jesus's church and and you're adorning us with good works to make us beautiful unto Jesus and you're preparing us for a future you're washing us with the the water of your word and you want us to be strong spiritually you want us to be mighty in spirit we feel so weak sometimes and and we are but we know that there's a strength that comes from you and a peace that comes from the relationship with you that transcends understanding. We're stronger than we ought to be. We're more significant than we ought to be because of your significance. And when we do good works, when we say the right word, when we pray together, we we are drawn to say, wow, how awesome the people of God are. And yet, The words hardly get out of our mouth before we realize, but it's really how awesome you are, Jesus. You're the one making it happen. You're the one that gives us um, the grace to honor you and to demonstrate you. You're the one who makes us worthy. And so at the end, at the judgment, when you say, well done, good and faithful servants, we're just going to say, you did it. It's all yours. And we throw the crowns back at your feet because we know that you're the one working. So help us cooperate. Thank you for your good work that you make it happen. We, we don't need to stress about trying harder. We just need to rest more and believe you more and trust you for the, what you're doing. Thank you for these dear ones who've joined together tonight. May our words be a blessing to others who hear us by, by tape. And again, because we We know that they're Jesus's words and we pray these things confidently because we know that these are in accordance with your will. We read them right out of your Bible. And so we pray these to you with confidence and joy in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for participating. You are
1: dismissed.